We gonna see. Maybe I'm just thinking about that house party. That shit was crazy. I was I was afraid for my life. It was some it was some blood nigga out there. Someone he going he saw it and I was like, what? Okay, uh, let me just excuse me, excuse me, let me out. <laughs> oh, nah. I'm not trying to die for for this nigga tonight. <laughs> Did I tell you about? So this was my twentieth birthday, nineteenth or twentieth birthday. It was in D.C. I'm at Howard. Me and my friend Michael, we have the same birthday, so we decided we were gonna get a hotel, but we broke as hell. We're college students, <laughs> so we were staying. Shit, where is that hotel? It was not a hotel. It was a motel, essentially. And it was like... I can't remember what street it's on, but if you saw it, you would know what I'm talking about, and you would know we had no business being there. Like, it was not a nice situation. So we get there. We're trying to make the best of it. It's probably like... It's a small room. It's probably like 10 of us in the space. And my homegirl is on her way. She's on the train. And so she's like, oh, I met these dudes on the train. They want to come to the party with me. So we're like, we drunk at this point. So we're like, okay, whatever, bring them. So the dudes get there. It's like five dudes with her. And they all sit down on the beds. And I'm drunk. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, hi, it's my birthday. What's your name? So the first dude says, hey, I'm Ray. And I'm like, oh, hi, Ray. Thank you for coming to my party. So I get to the next person. I'm like, what's your name? He says, I'm Ray. And I'm like, y'all birth not named Ray. Like, you lying, you lying. And everybody else is just staring at me. So I'm like, what? And they're like, Amir, they're not saying Ray. They're saying Red. They were telling me that their names were Red because it was five bloods that she brought to the party. But wait, it gets worse. Because my other homeboy that was there, he was like, he's in the back. I think, or it was like a balcony. But all of the, all of a sudden, I hear commotion on the balcony. I walk outside because he's talking about how he used to bang with the Crips. Oh, Jesus. It's five bloods inside. <laughs> and he is talking about how he used to bang with the Crips outside. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> calm it down. Like, we are all trying to come to our senses so we can get him to calm down so it's not a bloodbath. And then, to top everything off, my sister <laughs> and I think my brother-in-law were there, too. They show up. Can you imagine? They grown as hell. Please. <laughs> They're like four and five years older than me. So they at this point, they were like 22, 23. It's a, a hotel, a motel room full of bloods. <laughs> me, their drunk sister, <laughs> and somebody on the balcony talking about these to bang with the Crips. It was not, <laughs> it was not pretty. It was oh not pretty God. at all. Yeah. yeah, no. We ended up just no. leaving. We were like, y'all can have the room. <laughs> and we left. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. Living for the weekend pod. Hey. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. Um, we're your hosts, Amira. And Kara. Back again with another episode. Um, so yeah. How was your weekend? How was your holiday break? Um, so yeah, during my break I did absolutely nothing. And I didn't feel bad about it at all. I slept, That's barely left fine. my bed in Cleveland. And yeah, I enjoyed that. Oh, and I ate. I ate and I slept. It's pretty much it. And it was great. <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful. Sounds um, solid. Yeah, what about what about you? It was nice. I um I enjoyed my time home in Cleveland. I feel like I don't know my family we've been kind of shifting our tradition. So we used to like buy gifts for everybody, but now we do a gift exchange. And it's just shifted the atmosphere from being like about opening gifts to it being about like spending time with each other, mm-hmm. which has been really nice. Like mm-hmm. just us all sitting around cuz it used to be this like thing of like the guys being in the basement watching the game and we were opening up the gifts we would just like afterward be like oh your gifts upstairs um and and then the women like are upstairs opening gifts and, like the kids but now it's like everybody because the gift exchange so you got to be up there when the person that you had opens your gift or whatever so it was just really nice i enjoyed mm-hmm. it spending time with my family and i think and i had a really good new year's like this is the most fun i had on new year's in a long time really i can't remember i've been trying to think about it i'm like i can't remember <laughs> I just, okay, so New Year's vibes a little blurry. I feel like <laughs> I'm cursed with the you got to go hard because it's New Year's thing where, like, every single year on New Year's I go too hard. 
Yeah, and without too. fail, that happened again this year. This year, I just didn't give it so much weight. It was just kind of like, oh, it's New Year's. I didn't buy anything new to wear. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't do nothing spectacular with my hair. Like, I just mm-hmm. pulled it together with what I had. Mm-hmm. And I think that made it more fun because it was just mm-hmm. like, I'm going out, but it's, you know, it's for mm-hmm. New Year's, but I'm just going out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's been me the past like two, three New Year's. Yeah, towards the end of the night, I didn't know if I was going to make it. <laughs> I was trying to hold it together, but I was. <laughs> when we went to that second party, I was trying to hold it together. Yeah, you was on the couch. So I was like, <laughs> and I, was I knew. Like, yeah, we should probably go. <laughs> I knew my hair was bobbling. And then I thought I heard people talking about me. Wow, no, and maybe. I'm like, oh my God. And then I was like, okay, I need water. Like, there were so many things I knew I needed, but I was so weary. I knew I couldn't get up and get to the water. Until finally, I was like, okay, one, two, three. Uh, like, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> there were a lot of people in there. I didn't even walk all the way up in there because it was just so many people. I found that couch and I was like, mm, yes. <laughs> I didn't realize it was at the place that you had your party at. Was it? That's that same place, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize either. That's that dude's house, right? Remember? the dude? I know who you're talking about, but I'm just like, really? Was yeah. that his place? Yeah, that was his place. Because I recognized the setup. And the way we came in, like... I couldn't even tell. It was just so, like, many people. Like, so many bodies in there. <laughs> and that was the one we thought wasn't going to be cracking, right? Mm-hmm. It was absolutely cracking. If I knew it was his shit, then I would have known it was cracking. Because, yeah, I don't I don't be cracking. <laughs> you know, I had a feeling when the address was past, said Pasadena, but it was actually not in Pasadena. Because that was the same situation for the address for your party, I remember. And I remember mm-hmm. that was the same situation for another event that we went there. Where we thought we was going to have to go far, and then it wasn't far. Hmm. No. Anyway, on and on. <laughs> the, the gist of it is that the holidays were fun. Yeah. Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa. <laughs> all that, all that. That was fun. Um, so, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we're on to the Queen of your Fridays. <laughs> um, so, today I'm going to shout out my cuz, who I haven't spoke to in an awfully long time. It's kind of sad, but... Um, I haven't spoke to him in a while, but, um, I keep up with, I try to keep up with all my folks on social media, so, um, he is a rapper, which is, like, new to me, because I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) It was new to me that he was a rapper, but, um, apparently he's been grinding pretty hard. I think he, like, he's from Cincinnati, but I feel like he currently resides maybe, like, Denver be wrong but he recently like he's been putting out some like i feel like mixtapes and whatnot but uh he has this song right now that he's featured on with tori lanes but the person the artist name is like dorado like yeah dorado but it features like tori lanes my cousin and somebody else and my cousin my cousin's name is doobie newton so you know like you know, we we'll check that out because I'm proud of him. You know, he got over here on tracks with Tory Lanez. Big okay. shit. He got pictures with Post Malone and shit. I'm like, oh, good for you. Good for you. You know, I see you out here grinding, hustling, <laughs> doing your thing. You know, so shout outs to him because I don't know. You know, it's getting it's getting more and more saturated out here. It's getting like harder and harder to stand out from the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So the fact that when you're making like strides with in now, which is basically pop culture. You know, it's, it's like, kudos to you for, you know, sticking with it and keep keeping the striving. Good job. <laughs> Doing a song with Tori. That's, that's yeah. major. Especially because Tori, he on the upswing, like. Oh, yeah. But he's been on the upswing, mm-hmm. you know, so. But now I feel like he got hella songs out right now. Like, yeah, he does. Either he's featured on it or it's his song, but he's. Yeah, he's, he has a lot of features and he put out that album recently. So, yeah, if you want to, like, follow him and hear this song, is his um, Instagram is doobie. <laughs> Doobie probably high. <laughs> but I'll put the um information, of course, in the description for you all to see. He doesn't have like a link to the actual song, which in his bio, which is like stupid, but you always just search it, you know. Yes, King, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and I guess <laughs> we'll move on to the main topic of the day. Um, which basically is the satisfaction that you get for overcoming a hard or difficult obstacle. Which, I don't know, I was just thinking about it over the break. 
how good I feel after like I did something I thought was really hard or that I think I thought I couldn't do or I thought like I wouldn't be able to do you mm-hmm. know just had such negative thoughts about it like it's just not this is not gonna work and then it did and I'm like <laughs> like this is amazing you know what I'm saying it just feels so rewarding so with that said what's one of the most difficult obstacles Amira that you can think of that you had to overcome I guess so with this I was thinking like I guess I was thinking like personal obstacles and I think something that okay. I've str- struggled with that I'm coming to realize that I'm like much better at than I used to be and than I thought I was is speaking up for myself Mm. I used to really struggle with speaking up for myself, like, because I always want to, like, consider how everybody else is feeling. So, like, when I'm feeling a way about something, I'm like, okay, but maybe they did it because of this, maybe they did it because of that. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to say something or, like, be insensitive to what other people are going through, and then I end up not saying what I need to say. But I'm coming to realize from, like, people bringing it to my attention, like you, or, like, being in work situations where, excuse me, I'm frustrated with something that's going on and I say something about it and then people say like thank you so much for saying that and I'm like huh Mm. like me (laughs) y'all talking about me but it's something that I'm coming to realize that yeah like I have gotten way better at that like Mm -hmm. I think I speak up more often than I thought I was so you feel like you overcame the obstacle you still feel like you're like it's it's still a work in progress well it's twofold because I think I overcame it but I think that with most obstacles like you overcome them and then realize, like, oh, look, there's another one. <laughs> mm, so I feel uh, like I overcame it. Here yeah. Because <laughs> now it's like, okay, I think I overcame it. But now it's like figuring out when to speak up. Like, am I doing it too much or too little? And then also, um, dang, I just blanked. But there was another piece to this that I felt like was tricky. It'll come to me later, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that it was like, okay, you check mark one. Like mm-hmm. I made it through the first, mm-hmm. the first like finish line, and it's like, oh, the race ain't over. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little bit more to do. Just, just, just checkpoint. But it that feels was cute, good. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels good to get past the checkpoint because it's something that I struggled with my whole life. I was a shy kid. I wasn't speaking up for myself, and I got older and started having more opinions, but not quite saying them. So to be at a place now where like people look at me especially in work situations where people Mm -hmm. look at me to be the one to say stuff Mm, i'm like yeah that's crazy (laughs) yeah that's great yeah yeah i feel like uh when i think about like a a really difficult like when i felt the best about overcoming an obstacle was probably like for me my struggle has always been like attachment issues like and I feel like it took me so long to realize that I have these attachment issues specifically with men and I feel like well now it makes sense like I'm sure it's from the daddy issues that I have you know what I'm saying of not having a father figure or a male figure around so I feel like it's hard for me sometimes to let men go mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but even people in general in my life you know I think sometimes it's hard for me to just let people go but I find it more difficult for me to let men go and so you know like when I broke up with my ex you were there like you saw how sad I was for so long I was mm-hmm. so sad I would really be <laughs> we would really be free game at it or something like that and I'm just <laughs> out the window like y'all like oh hey Karen I'm like oh. <laughs> literally tears are down my face huh what? No, fine. It wasn't funny at the time, but it, y'all would be so mad. Oh my god, we would be mad. We were concerned though. I remember one time we tried to be like, "Okay, Carrie, we really want you to be happy again." Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "What time, y'all?" I'm like, "I don't know who it was." I'm like, "What time?" What do y'all really was like? Oh my god, I can't wait for this to be done so you can be happy again. <laughs> who did that? I don't remember, but I was like. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, like, I was so sad. And I remember thinking at the time that, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be happy again. Like, <laughs> and I was just, like, so sad for, like, it took me, like, six months to get over it. But I feel like when I finally did realize, when I woke up that day and realized that, like, yeah, I'm totally over that shit. <laughs> like, it felt so good to know That's that, amazing. like. I I did like I I let him go like I have like I'm not even like that mad anymore you know what I'm saying like I'm not that mad or hurt enough to just keep holding on to it like I'm like over it I'm done like you know what I'm saying and I don't need to hold on to him anymore and now I feel like it's be ever since that time when I felt like that was something so hard for me to do 
now I feel like when it comes to like letting people go, I, I still struggle with it. Just like you, like how you say, like you still kind of struggle sometimes with like speaking up, but I definitely feel like I've taken great strides. Like I feel like I've gone through multiple checkpoints and I feel like I'm like, it's sometimes almost too easy now for me to let people go. But I also, I, I feel like I just know I'm better, more aware of like when to let go mm-hmm. and when to like, when it's okay to hold on. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a better grasp on it. Even if I know I need to let go and I'm just not, like at least I'm more consciously aware of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's like a good, it's like a great shot for me. But it's just like, every time I do let somebody go, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you, Kara. I'm, I'm proud of you, dog. I'm proud of you. You did that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so it sounds so fucked up to say like I'm so happy you let him go but it's just like it be needed it's what I need you know what I'm saying yeah and that's no small feat like letting no. people go is hard especially someone like a significant other who you were with for like years you know what I'm saying who mm-hmm. you like you were intertwined with their family and they were intertwined with your family your families were like intertwined and like we're thinking like wedding bells were going off to them and shit. you know like that shit is hard to like plan a life with somebody and all of a sudden like that's that's done you know it's mm-hmm. hard so yeah for sure but it's even harder for me so i was yeah. happy i was really proud of myself for sure so with that said like so with your obstacle of like speaking up for yourself like when you felt like you were still trying to I guess, overcome this obstacle. Like, how are you feeling, I guess, like, in the thick of that? Like, how were you, like, were you feeling, like, down? Were you feeling, like, did it affect your, like, mental psyche? In different ways, yes. So, part of it was, like, there was, like, this feeling that in me where I was starting to, like, feel the need to speak up. But Mm -hmm. I felt so much anxiety because I was out of practice. Mm -hmm. Like, I hadn't been doing it. So, just, like, a, a discomfort and, like worrying are the words going to come out stupid am I going to totally ruin this relationship just because I spoke up for myself but then feeling like you know that like nagging feeling in your stomach mm-hmm. like but I have to say something if I don't say anything I'm going to explode um so there was that like just getting comfortable with like the discomfort of like confrontation um and then like this feeling of like being hard on myself for mm-hmm. being the kind of person that wasn't speaking up for myself before because made me feel weak it was mm-hmm. like people are, because I, I think what got me to the point was feeling like I need to speak up about things and feeling like people were taking advantage of me because they knew I wasn't going to say anything. And I think I had this epiphany where I was like, there are really people who will do fucked up shit to you mm-hmm. because they know they won't say anything and they will try to call you friend. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, oh, that <laughs> shit's not going to work. So once I like had that revelation, like people will treat you like shit because you let them, mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, well, I, then I was like, okay, I have to say something, but that's what made me feel weak because it was like, mm-hmm. dang, like, have people been preying on me this whole time mm-hmm. because they thought I would let them, get, like, let shit slide? So when I first started, I was popping off. Like, there was this, <laughs> there was this moment, shout, shout out to, um, well, actually, I'm not going to say the name because whatever, but it was a situation <laughs> where I went out of town for, like, a couple weeks and I left my car here and my friend... And my friend was staying in my apartment, and he could stay in my apartment, but he knew he shouldn't use my car. Or at least we had no conversation about that. So, like, he should have asked me. And when I come back in town, I'm like, oh, don't worry about picking me up because I know there's no gas in my car. And he's like, oh, well, I kind of been using it. (laughs) And I was hot. (laughs) I was so hot. And then he tried to smooth it over by bringing me a blunt to the airport. (laughs) And I was like, nigga, I don't want no weed. Like, why have you been driving my car? So I was so mad. I dropped him off at somebody else's house. I didn't say anything the whole ride. I just dropped him off at a mutual friend's house and left. (laughs) After I was going in all the way there, it's probably like a 25-minute ride (laughs) that I'm just yelling. But that was like, he really got the worst of it because... While that is a thing to be mad about, I probably would not have handled it like that if I wasn't so fresh on, like, mm. figuring out how to navigate, like, speaking up for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, now I feel like I have a better handle on, like, how to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not I guess, like, the balance. Yeah, like, I'm, I found more of a balance on how to, like, communicate how I'm feeling without, like, dogging people out and certainly not <laughs> dropping them off somewhere random. <laughs> I remember this story. But you know who you are. You know I love you. 
to what you're talking about though like because i feel like for me like i just felt like oh, i can't do it <laughs> like, I, just like, I can't do it like it's just too hard you know uh-huh. what i'm saying like i just keep trying to convince myself like why it was too hard to even like try to fight like i knew i didn't want to keep feeling this way forever but there was a point in time where like i feel like when you allow yourself to sulk for too long you're just comfortable in the sulking like oh, like you're yeah. not happy with it but you're like comfortable in it you almost kind of like no don't help me okay just let me sulk like fuck like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just let me sit here and let me sulk. I don't want your help. I don't want your pity. Just leave me alone. And you get real comfortable in it sometimes. And I realized, I feel like I was getting to that point where I was just like, like, I mean, like, I I, I definitely feel like I was clinically depressed. Like, and I've never been that sad before. But at one point in time, I just kind of felt like it's just the norm now. Like, I'm just sad. I'm just a sad person now. I'm just sad. You know what I'm saying? And it just felt like it's just too much work to make myself do the work to feel better. It just felt like it was too much work. And that would make me more sad because I'm like, oh my God, back here. (laughs) Because I just felt like I don't have the energy to do it. Like, I don't have the motivation or the energy to put in the work to change this situation and overcome this obstacle. But I knew I eventually had to. I feel like there was just a point in time where I feel like it was really y'all, where I feel like I was going, do trying to do things and trying to be a regular person. And everybody would be like, oh, you're not fun. <laughs> the only I time I... when they were doing that. <laughs> no way. It was, I was like, oh my God, I'm about to lose the few little friends I done made out here. Because they like, this depressed bitch. <laughs> Oh my god, because I really would peep that I'll be like going out. It was really with y'all where it was like I really couldn't help it for some reason. Like I'll be with y'all and I'll be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then I'll go out with like Blair and I'll be able to hold it together. Or like when I was like kind of dating a one kid, I would hold it together because he was cute. I liked him, so whatever. But like, yeah, like I don't know. Like I feel like when y'all just kept getting, I could tell y'all were getting annoyed how sad I was. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be annoying people who I want to be my friends. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I was like, enough is enough. After I like broke down at work, that's when I was like, this is enough is enough. I can't be breaking down at work. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? And I feel like that's when I really just like, I had to, I had to find that motivation to actually start trying to take some steps and figuring out what I needed to do to like help myself to fully heal and just move on because I was like Jesus I can't just sit in this space forever I can't sit in this spot forever good Uh things were happening around me things were happening good things were happening but I wasn't even as happy as I could have been because of that cloud hanging over my head you know yeah ain't that about a bitch (laughs) like you gotta do the idea that you have to do work when you're in that place is so annoying to me like I don't want to (laughs) It's like, who, what, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes it just feels like, I don't want to say good. It's like a weird feeling. It's just like when you're just sulking. Sometimes you just, you just, I just want to stay here and sulk. Like, I just want to stay in this place for a little while. Just let me stay here. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, so now you feel like you're pretty much in a good place where you find the balance. Like, I feel that place, too, where, like, again, where I feel like, I know when, like, I, I'm not afraid to let somebody go when I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get too attached and don't need to be, whatever. Like, I definitely can find a nice balance, you know? Uh-huh. But when you really realize that now it's, like, second nature to you, like, how satisfied or, like, yeah, like, how satisfied or, like, proud were you? Like, when you realized that you were, like, accomplishing this, like, you were doing this, like, you do it, girl. It's, like, a really <laughs> good feeling. It almost feels surreal, like, because mm-hmm. I thought I was always going to be that person. Like, mm-hmm. I thought this was always going to be my struggle. But now to see myself being in a place where I'm, like, oh, you need to pick and choose your battles as opposed to being, like, just pick a battle, girl. Like, <laughs> pick something. But now I'm, like, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to take the bait every time. You don't have to mm-hmm. say something about every little thing. Like, to be there just feels like surreal like who who is this person Mm. it feels like okay this is a new version of you that i like a lot like i feel so much better like oh that was the thing okay so i'm kind of jumping a little bit but that was the (laughs) other part of it like so i feel so much better to know that i'm at a place where i'm not or i'm not gonna say i'm not afraid i still feel like that anxiety but it's it has to come out like the the desire to say what i need to say Mm -hmm. supersedes that anxiety um but the thing that i'm working on still is picking and choosing battles and saying something right when it happens. Like sometimes I sit on stuff cause I want to decide how I feel, but sometimes like then it's too late to say something mm-hmm. cause the moment's passed. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just bringing up mm-hmm. old shit. Like, 
And that's when I'd be feeling like, this is passive aggressive. Because yeah. <laughs> that's why I get mad because I have friends that would do that and I'll be like, okay, girl, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Because I don't even remember what the context of the shit is. Now you gotta go back and explain all this fucking shit. You're just gonna get yourself reignited because now you gotta sit here and explain yeah. all the details about what happened. Because I don't fucking remember. Like, I had a, I had a homegirl that would do that. And yeah, girl, I'm glad you, I'm glad you passed that. But <laughs> it's tricky though because I feel like, especially There's when it still comes times to, where it's fine. Because like sometimes you gotta, you have to sit on something to mm-hmm. to decide like, okay, maybe I was tripping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you just need a moment to like decide how you feel. Because sometimes like that initial pop off that comes mm-hmm. in your spirit, that's not really the one that you need mm-hmm. to let out. It's the second mm, or the third one that really needs to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. But yeah, to you back to your question, like I it feels good. Like I feel like a brand new bitch. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I completely agree. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I agree completely with that too. Like I felt like it was just oh my god, like the weight lifted off my shoulder. Like every time I think about like, okay, this motherfucker gotta get on I'm like, no, like I think back about that moment when I let that shit go and how like just I was, I really feel like I woke up like a whole new bitch. Like, I don't think you saw, I don't think, I feel like I actually don't think you saw it, the 500 Days of Summer. Like, it's this thing where he's like dancing in the street and shit. (laughs) And that's how I felt like, (laughs) like I could do the Carlton all day. Like, I was just way happier. Like, it literally felt like I literally got something off my chest. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when I think about that now, like, and I think about, like, how proud I was of myself that I, like, picked myself up and, like, moved on and, like, like, let it go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about that when I have to make those decisions again. I'm like, oh, my God, girl, you're going to be so proud later. Like, (laughs) you're going to be so proud of yourself later that you did that. And I still do have anxiety about it, too. It's true. Like, because it's just something that I feel like, like, I feel like it was part of your personality like it's you can't really change those things you know mm-hmm. so it's like this is like a part of me like I'm always gonna have like this is ingrained in me now from experiences that I've had you know like where it's like I'm probably gonna always have this attachment issue thing you know what I'm saying so it's just kind of like I don't know if it will ever literally fully go away but I don't necessarily want it to you know like I mean I feel like yeah, I should have some anxiety sometimes about letting just people go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, you should have some reservations about just saying whatever to people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's still good to have that, like, barrier there. But I am happy now that I, I'm smarter about it and I'm more comfortable with making those harder decisions and overcoming, like, these obstacles that I thought I couldn't before. I was just, like, I would just allow myself to just fall into the damn pits of hell. Like, uh-huh. I'm just going to burn down here. <laughs> I don't really just be seeing, I just be going right past the road sign, just hitting them in my head over and over, like in a cartoon. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm fine. No, I'm good. <laughs> I can't stop now. <laughs> it's really how it be. And now I'd be like, oh, wait, what that sign say? Hold on. What about the way? <laughs> let me just let me just see what they say right fast right. like we be parking out here hold on what these signs say before I like get too, too comfortable honestly <laughs> let honestly. me see what all five of these fucking signs say hold on read carefully <laughs> let me read it eight times hold on <laughs> cause it's gonna be a 30 minute slot where you can't park girl and that's when they gonna swipe your all shit all you up. got is a 30 minute slot <laughs> that's what you got yeah. so basically I can only park here from one to one third okay well Okay, it's one fifteen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, I totally feel that it's yeah. so easy to say in like your in your old habits, but it feels damn good when you figure out how to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did have like another part of this. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is a good like, you know what I'm saying? Like ending. Yeah. Yeah. This was a good one. Yeah, you made me think. So I'm like, okay, what's the obstacle? And I was trying to think, but, like, that's the one that's on the forefront of my mind right now. That, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so many situations in my life, people, like, I've been like, oh, you were brave for saying something. And I'm like, the heck? Like, <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel when I, like, let go of somebody who's really just toxic. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, and that includes, like, friendships, families, Ooh. like, <laughs> anything or anybody that just feels toxic, just does not feel right. Like, when I let go of it, even if it's hard, like, because it's, it's hard sometimes to let go of relationships, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's just hard. So when, and I, and I know it's even harder for me. So when I actually do do that, man, like, it's just like, I'm so 
proud of you, bitch. Like, look <laughs> at you over here taking care of yourself. Like, yeah. Like, if you don't take care of yourself, who will? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't looking out for yourself, like, you can't expect somebody else to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think celebrating that and acknowledging mm-hmm. that feeling is so important. I was listening to um the friend zone, like catching up on old episodes, and I'm pretty sure it was Fran that was saying um that when life throws her like a major curveball, like mm-hmm. you know something crazy happens, lose a lot of money or something, she tries to as quickly as possible like feel whatever she's feeling about it, and then move to the point where she starts thinking about the lesson that could be learned here and like yep. what's the growth mm-hmm. point that can happen so that this is not all for not mm-hmm. or like it's not a it's not a loss but more so a gain like an opportunity yeah. to be a better person. And I just love that perspective, like, because mm-hmm. you can't avoid obstacles in life, mm-hmm. but you can grow and be better mm-hmm. if you can get past them. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Even like with like, and like everything now, like I look at I look at things that way too. You know, like oh, there's a job I wanted and I didn't get it. Like I know, like there's a reason. You know, even if I don't find like a lesson necessarily, like I just know that there is a particular reason why something bad happened or why something that I that I wanted to happen didn't happen. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's like as much as I might feel disappointed or upset in that moment, I know that like especially if it's like a I feel like I'm like oh you know what you tested me that's fine <laughs> but I always feel like either I need to there is something I need to learn and this is why this is happening to me or I just feel like you know what I'm saying like when it comes to disappointment or something like that like I just feel like because there's something better or there's like something yeah. more that fits me like I thought that was for me it's actually not though like you know what I'm saying yeah. like it's actually not because if it was it would be it would be for me like it would be mine like I would have it like you know what I'm saying like for sure and literally, every time I think about, specifically when I think about stuff like a job that I wanted, like I really, really, really fucking wanted this fucking job, and I didn't get it, I'd be so fucking mad. I'd be like so angry. I'd be so bored. And then like literally, soon afterwards, something better will come along, and I'll get that. And I'll be like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your job anyways, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that to me is like the epitome of walking in your purpose. Like mm-hmm. when you're really walking your path, like the thing, like I don't think that people say you know nothing worthwhile is easy and i don't think it necessarily means that it's easy but that you're able to uh, you're able to overcome the obstacles like nothing mm-hmm. is feeling like such a roadblock that it's like almost feeling like a sign to stop you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're able to navigate pretty smoothly through the bumps mm-hmm. to the other side like that's when you walk into your purpose and i think it's i think it's hard for us to remember, to remind ourselves sometimes that like there's no wrong path like you're not on the wrong path you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. you're on the right path even when it seems like you brought this upon yourself you know what I'm saying like this was you were still supposed to bring this upon yourself for something else to happen you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying like it's just no wrong path you didn't take a wrong turn you know what I'm saying you just you just like you never I just feel like there's no such thing as ever going off course you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like to people in their own minds because they have their own like road plan but it's like you were never you thought you were off course but you you just weren't you just took another path to get there you know what I'm saying like you're just always going the right direction or in on your right path you know Mm -hmm. like and every little twist and turn you take is creating your unique like toolkit your unique like set of skills and experiences like there wasn't a wrong turn in there you know (laughs) like you you didn't make the wrong turn you know what I'm saying even when you feel like you have to like go back and like take eight steps back you you didn't like oh you probably thought you took a wrong turn somewhere but not really you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. not really definitely (laughs) (laughs) so should we transition to yeah let's do honoring peak let's do it I ain't listening to no music I have but and I'm still struggling with what I want to play let's see okay it's between two you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I think I'm just going to do this song. I already posted it on my Instagram, but it's still... It's just really good. So I'm just going to play it. So this is this song called Spin With You um, featuring Jeremy Zucker. And it's by this artist, Emma, Emma Samith. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But it's so funny because I met her at one of those meditation session open mics. Oh, wow. I was doing... Yeah, like we were sitting there talking. She performed. I performed. And shout out to Message, actually. Um... But yeah, she performed, I performed, and we were talking afterward, and she was telling me that she basically used to be heavy into music, but she stopped, and now she's trying to, you know, pick things back up. So, in talking to her, I wasn't thinking, like, 
I liked her voice. I was like, oh, I like your music. I'll check you out. But I don't think I ever got to it. But she works with, like, some pretty big producers. Like, when she said mm-hmm. that she was into music before, like, she was into music. It was just crazy to me. Like, you just never know. Yeah, no, meet. you don't. Especially here. Yeah. And she was just so sweet and humble. But, like, one of the producers on this record is Wolf, who's, like, big in the EDM, in the EDM circle. Like, I've definitely seen that name before several times. Um, but, yeah. So, this song is called Spend With her. You. Her, I think she describes her music as, what, EDM... R&B. It's like EDMB that I've been talking about. That's like her. That's her style. But yeah. So this is Spend With You. I got a lot on my mind. You got a lot on yours. But we can run like the wind, baby. Go lock the door. You know we lose it sometimes. In love and war. But we roll like a river, we'll reach the shore Sink slowly, just hold me I just wanna spin around in circles, I'll fall on the ground Wheel, da-da-da-da, wheel, da-da-da-da Down and drunk and dizzy for I come on, I'll fall on the ground That was Spin With You by Emma Samus. And yeah. Real smooth. Like that. Isn't it? And I just want to say, like, I'm trying to manifest that energy into my life. Like, it's kind of like that jump song I played last episode where it's like, they're just describing that, like, dizzy love. That's like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to manifest that. Send it on down, Lord. That, like, true compatibility where it's like, whatever. I want to spend with you on the ground, off the ground, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I just want to do it with you. Mm-hmm. Same girl. Same girl. <laughs> um, damn. Hope I didn't lose my place back. Damn. I did. Um, girl, why you never ready? <laughs> I've been listening to shit lately. I'm like, I don't care about that shit. But <laughs> what? 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 Oh, okay. So this is an old oldie but goodie of mine that I really love. So it's crazy too because um, this artist. I don't know what the. I don't really know. I think it's two of them. I thought it was just one person because it sounds like one person singing. But a lot of these, there's a lot of these little duos now, like BBSN, Division, sorry, where (laughs) where there's like a producer and a singer Mm -hmm. or something like that, or a rapper and a singer or whatever. And so you think it's just one person, but it's actually two people. And this is, I think these, this artist is two people. And I've heard, like, this song I'm obsessed with. And then so I started listening to some of the other stuff. And then my friend who lives in Texas actually sent me one time, like, a DM about, like, they were having, like, an album release party. And I was like, what? Like, oh, my God, I love them. <laughs> but I can't remember why, like, oh, it's like, the artist, he's were close, something like that. And I was like, oh, so I'm not going to go. But she was like, oh, girl, you should have told me. Like, girl, I know the people there. I could have definitely got you in. Like, it was no big deal. Like, I wouldn't send you, I wouldn't even send you the information. Like, I couldn't have got you in. Oh, like, dang. I know, like, bitch. You <laughs> <laughs> should have said that when you sent it. Like, right. <laughs> but, so, yeah, but. This song is called MPH, and the group is, I guess it's McKenna. It's M-I-K-N-N-A. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's McKenna. I feel like, you know, the kids nowadays don't be putting vowels and shit. So, uh, yeah. Here it is. Like you, Santiago. Yeah, I only call when I need you. Yeah, I haven't been in a while, so drifting off in no day. Lonely sun is glowing off the PCA. Don't worry about the PA. I don't mind if you smoke, I lay back in that zone. Girl, you know that I. You wanna have it your way You want something more official I say we just keep it the same She moves, she moves, she She moves, she moves, she 
<laughs> like it gets it. better and better as it goes on, but you know. <laughs> I like songs with that like forward motion sound. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where it mm-hmm. sounds like you, it literally sounds like you chugging down the highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a cute song too, honestly. Like, I mean, yeah, it's cute, but not cute at the same time. <laughs> because I just, well, like when I really listened to the lyrics one day, like really took a listen, like I feel like he likes this girl, but like she wants a relationship, and he's kind of like. Oh. <laughs> he's like but the thing is it's still cute because i feel like he's still saying like like i don't want to leave you girl like i ain't trying to like desert you like i ain't trying to just like end shit but like this is what's gonna be but it don't feel like he treat her bad or anything it just sounds like we ain't about to make this official like <laughs> but i'm still but i'm still like ride out with you like we gonna ride out all day my little foreign we gonna fuck it we gonna fuck shit up you know what i'm saying but you're not my girlfriend but you know you're not, not my real girlfriend on one end, it's like uh, typical, but on the other end, I can appreciate the honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. feel like that's all people really be asking for is just for you to be upfront with your intentions. Because you know what? Now I already think about it, it's like, mm, you know, what is a title? Like, what is that? Other than like, you know, what I'm saying because there's been times that I've like I've talked to somebody. Like, I don't even like saying talking anymore. Like, you know, talking to somebody. Like, it sounds so like high school. We was we talking. talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking. You guys talking about your face, like. God, I hate that. And but... now we go together. <laughs> oh my god! Like that just sounds so like high school. Like my mom hates using the term boyfriend and like girlfriend. Like she thinks it sounds more high school to her. Like be like, this is my boyfriend. Like she doesn't even like saying that. Like when she's with somebody. What you say, partner? I don't know. She just be like, do such and such. <laughs> People say partner a lot like... these days. Like yeah, this is my partner. Yeah. I'm if I got a boyfriend now, I'm saying it's my boyfriend. But <laughs> I hate for me the it's when I be like, oh, like talking to somebody. Like it sounds so juvenile to me now. So now I just say dating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I feel like I've dated people before in the past where like it started off casual, but then it got you know more. It got to the point where it's like I'm pretty. I'm like. 90% sure we're pretty much monogamous at this point, even though, like, we're not in a committed relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, we spend so much time together, you have no other time. And men would do that. Like, men, like, would just end up, they fucking you all the time. They're like, oh, fuck, I done fucked up, fucked up. I lost all my damn house. Like, <laughs> well, what can I do now? I done lost all my house. Like, that was actually on Brent's face. Like, it was on his album. It was like a little interlude, and he was talking about that. Like, the guy was like, yeah, I lost all my house. Because I was, like, the girl, she, she, <laughs> she kicked me to the curb because I wouldn't be here. I would basically, like, he wouldn't, like, commit and like make it official with her so she was like dropped him he was like nah i'm fucking sorry because it's like i was so busy fucking her that i dropped all my hoes i ain't got no hoes now uh, i ain't got nobody now i'm just out here lonely <laughs> that's funny i don't know i feel like i like titles or at least no i, I mean at the venture i was title but i like the conversation because mm-hmm. i've definitely been in situations where like we're doing everything together it feels like you know what i mean like even we're monogamous. Like, I know you're not mm-hmm. having sex with other people, but th- their intention is still casual. Like, casually. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is casually doing everything together and monogamous? Like, Situationships. You know I mean? Right. I fucking hate those shit. And I'm not interested <laughs> in that because then, you know, you end up getting let on. And The only bad, because the thing is, is, like, what I think, I've been thinking about it now was, like, okay, so, like, what, like, why, why, why do I need to be, like, you are my boyfriend now and I'm your girlfriend? You know what I'm saying? Because kind of, like, if I was in a common law marriage, like, I mean, you... I don't have to call you my husband. Like, by law, damn near, we're, like, we're pretty much married now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't get married, but we lived together for 10 years now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're my husband, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, without the title, you know? And I kind of think about it that way. It's like, the only thing I feel like the title does is that, like, it gives people more grounds to be upset about things. And I feel like that's the only reason why, it's for me, that it really matters. Because it's like, okay, now that you called me your girlfriend... Oh, I can question and get mad at whatever little shit I want to get mad at now. Because I feel like when you don't give things, relationships, a title, just like when you have a a friend that's actually an acquaintance, that thinks they're a friend, you know what I'm saying? Like, "Mm, oh, actually, yeah, this is not going to work because I actually just look at you as an acquaintance, not a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to treat my acquaintance the same way to treat my friends and vice versa. So I feel like that's the differentiation when people put a title on it now in their mind. It's like, okay you have more rights. You know what I'm saying? Just like when you get a marriage license, like literally you are like, 
you have rights now by law. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that. I think it also sets expectations mm-hmm. where like, cause I think part of it, like the you can get mad about things now is like, yeah, those text messages that weren't responded to or mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. night you disappeared and mm-hmm. I didn't know what happened. Like now I can ask and, and it's expected that you tell me where you were. And mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, I appreciate I don't know, it's, like, there's pros and cons to it. Because I mm-hmm. appreciate, like, having those clear expectations and clear intentions, like, because it really helps with, like, avoiding people getting hurt unnecessarily. Like, in relationships, people are going to get hurt mm-hmm. from time to time. But, like, you don't have to get hurt. Like, you don't have to hurt your own feelings when you mm-hmm. know, like, what the intention and expectation is. But I've been in situations where everything was cool when we were doing the situationship thing. But as soon as we, like, shifted it to try to shift to something more serious, then it was, like, things start to fall apart, which mm-hmm. maybe that's a telltale sign that, like, expectations weren't being met during the situation shit, but it was like, let that slide, let that slide, let that slide, but now I'm not letting shit slide. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think expectations put a pressure on a relationship mm-hmm. that can make it fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's, like, a product of expectations or a product of the fact that the relationship just wasn't what it needed to be to begin with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, that's what you all trying to say. You just said it more eloquently. But, <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I'm, that's how I feel. It's just, like, sometimes there's nothing wrong with what's going on if both people are happy. Yeah. I just feel like, because I've had those conversations with people, like, like, even when I think about, like, Joey, who I brought up earlier, like, we were never officially together. But, like, in his mind, like, like, I feel like we, we talked about it, though. Like, we talked about, like, what we were doing, and we were both on the same page. We maybe had, like, one little thing that we gave each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything is cool, but you can't do this. Or, like, you can't do that. And we were fine with it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's like, you know, I kind of think about it that way. Like, the title isn't everything to me. Yeah, I would like it just so I know that, like, I kind of have, I have this, yeah, it's like these expectations. I'm not, now I can actually, like, I don't feel like I need to question if I can do this or do or not do this because, like, I have this title that supposedly grants me the power to be able to do this or say this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, the one thing for me. But if things are, like, going far, like, I don't be minded sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just go with it. And then if, like, somebody says they're not happy and they want to change it and we try it out, like, fine. But sometimes it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. Girl, me neither. So, <laughs> but I think the way I'm thinking right now, and I don't know how I'm going to feel if the situation presents itself, is that after a certain point in dating, I'm yes. going to want to know what's yeah. up. Like, am I your girlfriend? Are you, mm-hmm. like, are we partners here? Like, who, how do I introduce you to motherfuckers, nigga? Yeah, and like, should <laughs> I be? Who is you? Because I know that right now, like, I'm trying to date for like a life yeah. partner. Is that you? Because if it's yeah. not, all right, bye. No, that's okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we we discuss shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. That's, I think that's the important part. Like, you don't necessarily, like, I know for me, like, I think so. people get caught up a lot in titles that it's like, like these celebrities, they're so quick to call motherfuckers their girlfriend and their boyfriend and then be dating for one week and then broke up the next two weeks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like oh, that was my girlfriend. That's my boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like people are so quick to put a title on something because they feel like, oh, I need a title. I want that title. You know what I'm saying? But what does the title really mean? in your relationship is it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like sometimes i feel like we get so caught up in it but it's like sometimes it's not necessary yeah you know what it makes me think about do you follow shambuti on instagram (laughs) i don't know where that name comes from but she is like a sex guru she does a lot of talks about Mm -hmm. like just different taboo topics on sex that's like her that's her brand but she recently got married and her and her husband like the story she tells about them is how like she was, like, fresh out of a relationship, and she was kind of like, I'm just having sex. Like, everything is casual. I'm living my life. I'm just out this relationship. I don't want it to serious. And she was mean dudes and telling them that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, we might get along, but I'm ca- this is casual. This is casual. Mm-hmm. And things just progressed with them till one day it was like, okay, this is a little bit more than casual sex. Like, mm-hmm. so they, I, I think what she said was that they set a rule that was like, we're doing this until it's not fun for one of us. As soon as it's not fun for one of us, it's over. And they just kept going. And now they're married. I think it took, like, two or three And that's years. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, like, I think people... Like, this is why I've been trying to get into this mindset now where it's like, because I, you know, well, like, God, this is going to be a whole other topic. But basically, I've been, like, swearing off casual anything. Like, <laughs> fuck you. If you want casual me, fuck you. You're not worth my fucking time. You... <laughs> 
dusty ass, nobody little dusty son is gonna treat me as a casual fucking fuck. You fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> Anytime motherfuckers try to come in with the casual shit, I'll be ready to kirk. Like, you, you said what? <laughs> you ain't gonna do what? You ain't gonna take me where? <laughs> I'll be ready to be like, you're done. You're out of here. <laughs> but then I'm just like, I've been thinking, I was like, man, when I think back, like, there has been times where I've had casual relationships that have grown. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's not it's not just, you know what I'm saying? And people will tell you, and I've also learned that people will, just like she said, like, people will tell you something. But, like, I don't, sometimes it's like, I don't, it's like, yeah, okay. But it's just like, you can't stop your emotions or feelings that are happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you may feel this way, and you may be telling yourself that you're going to do this, and you're not going to do this, and you're whatever, whatever, and ever, and this is where things stand. But, like, you don't know what, how your emotions are going to change and develop and do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, and I feel like that's when people try to, like, try to, like, prevent things from happening, which is what I don't like is in that type of setting, which is why I don't like it anymore. Because I feel like when people do get, are, like, People do claim they want something casual. They'll do everything in their power to make sure they cannot like you. <laughs> Especially if they know they will. You know what I'm saying? That's when I feel like they go out their way to make sure they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no. We're only hanging out, like, once every two months because, yeah, <laughs> I already know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like sometimes, I feel like they, it's, it's not even, like, it's because they don't like you. I feel like sometimes because they, they would. They know they would. So it's like, I'm not going to put myself in a situation to like you more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel, I feel that, especially, like, I, I think the last relationship I was in, like, it definitely came out of something casual, was not expecting it to go the way it went, and then there we were together, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know, I feel like when somebody says they don't want something serious, and if I'm looking for something serious, I'm at oh, a place, I'm you at face value. yeah, I'm at a place <laughs> where I'm gonna take that at face value, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what I think you're feeling, mm-hmm. just because you're not gonna play me, because I have mm-hmm. seen where people have, like, pulled out all the stops like oh that's why I told y'all I swore off people who told me they had crushes on me because it would be somebody who I'm like oh you're attractive looks like your life is together okay cool let's go on a date oh because I liked you for so long I want to take you on a date blah 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 and then five months later oh I don't like you like I didn't like you like that like oh I thought we was friends nigga what you talking about like you literally say I like you so much let's go like what are you talking about I still have like situations like that too I feel like I don't like I feel like it's just that they kept wanting something they couldn't have then they finally got it and it's like oh okay. yeah it's that and I think this is, this is another reason why I say I swear that off because they like fail for who they thought I was mm-hmm. and especially because I'm a pretty private person only people who like know me know me in my real life like really know about mm-hmm. me if you thought you liked me based off the bits and pieces that you got, especially off the internet, you don't know anything about mm-hmm. me. And then you find out who I am and you don't like me. And that honestly is hurting your feelings more than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you've got this big picture in your head of who I am. I'm still me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I just don't have time to, for that that whole game. Like, it mm-hmm. does not work out. I don't have time for the dating game, honestly. Let's just skip right to the marriage. We're, just find my husband, okay? Uh, you should. What, like that show, um, Married at Married First Sight? Married at Sight. First Sight. I'm kind of... I'm kind of into the concept, but also no, because I don't have time. If you annoy me, But the thing sales, is, I don't think they actually have their marriage licenses. So I feel like they can technically pull out at the end without it being detrimental. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because it ain't no real marriage unless you got that license. And if you both want to leave it, can't you just annul... Yeah, because it's like, you don't have that license. Bless you. So you can. You can just have it annulled. You know what I'm saying? It's like off the record. It's like it never happened because you don't have the license. Now when you have a license, that's when shit gets more tricky and you got to actually get a divorce. Yeah. But like, if you ain't got that license, which I feel like on that show, they don't, they don't have it until like at the end when they decide they're going to stay together or not. And then that's for like when they probably go get a license. It's just wild because they be getting houses and stuff together. Maybe that's just for the show because let me tell you who would not. We would be doing a long I think they do. I think, I mean, I think it's part for the show, but I think it's real life too. Like. Fuck all of that. That's exactly why I couldn't do it. Because I'm not a house to him with this person. I don't know. Y'all tripping. Y'all tripping, tripping, tripping. Yeah. That show's yeah. wild, actually. It is. <laughs> you it know what is. show is really wild? What? Naked and Afraid. Have you seen that show? Yes. <laughs> I used to be obsessed with that shit. Because I was really just be watching like, I can't believe these white folks. <laughs> we Big really up. going out into the motherfucking wilderness. Naked. Jaundice as fuck. Yo, the one bitch, I seen the one, the one bitch got hyperthermia almost died out in the fucking Canada, butt-ass naked. What you doing in Canada, butt-ass naked, bitch? No. For... She's like, man, thank. 
probably got scurvy and shit. Just oh, white, oh, motherfucking purple. I'm fine. No, I, I can't feel anything below my neck, but I'm fine. Ain't no way. That's Ain't no crazy. Way. I saw one black person, maybe two black people on there, and I was like, "What is wrong with them?" <laughs> do you get participation money? Because that's about the only. Yo, thing I can and see. I don't think they do. That's the crazy part. And I, you know, they got to find something that's like, if you die, <laughs> what can we do? Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure they find something like that because they really don't be stepping in unless they actually call for the medic. You know what I'm saying? Like if that motherfucker got bit by alligator, like, ooh, let's get that. <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> they don't step in unless they be like, medic. <laughs> oh, the person has to ask Yeah, somebody? like, they don't step in. Oh, I'm There's mean. been times when these motherfuckers were sick. Like, this one, two people got, like, permanent, something permanently was wrong with them after being out there because they got, like, bit by something or they got, they caught something. And they were talking about, I think, like, the, the one lady's, like, ear was, like, permanently, like, disfigured or something now or whatever. Like, it was crazy. Like, when I say the first mosquito bite, medic. <laughs> Oh, they be getting bit up, too. Like, they be getting bit the fuck up. They be really, literally dying of hunger. <laughs> nah. And they just be looking at them like, mm, y'all know y'all gonna survive. Because <laughs> it's the reason why they're out there for 21 days is because supposedly, like, if you don't have water within seven days, like, you would die. And if mm-hmm. you don't have food within 21 days, you'll die. So, basically, they're literally pushing them to the brink of, like, how long you can survive. So if you literally can't find some motherfucking food, bro, or some motherfucking water, you just gonna be dead. Interesting. And then they got a hike at the end, like, to wherever they get rescued at, and that shit be, like, six-mile hike, and these motherfuckers ain't had food for 10 days. And people really be like, yeah. One time they had to swim. The, the girl was like, Come here, I'm swimming over here. The man was like, uh, help me. And they were, they were butting heads. And she was like, I guess I got to go back in here. Because she made it onto the boat. She's like, nigga, I'm getting out of here. Uh-huh. And it was like a rapid or something. So it was like kind of like some, like, not even like no calm waters. And the man was just, I feel like he was like floating on something. But he was struggling like his leg or something. He was talking about something. Was, he couldn't do it. And so the lady was like, oh, God, I don't like this motherfucker. But let me go back in and say this nigga's life. <laughs> Right quick. Let me go help this motherfucker out. <laughs> nah. Oh, that should be having me weak. That's not for me. I I know that for absolute fact. Woo. I just be thinking like, what you gonna do when you catch your period? Twenty one days. You are most likely to catch your period. Like, Mm-mm, you can't bring your uh. Thing you can't take shit. Control? You can't take shit. Like you literally can't bring anything. Like you can't bring anything. If I already got the... You got one item you can bring. One item. I can sure I get an IUD before you leave because... <laughs> Make sure you put that new ring right before you leave. Okay. Because okay. there ain't no way I'm going to be wiping myself with no bamboo leaves. It's just no way. I'm like, it's already bad enough. you dirty as fuck for 21 days. But then you're on your period, too. And I remember one lady was talking about how she did catch, like, she was on her period, so she was, like, extra cranky and extra mad because she's like, gotta be out here on my goddamn period. <laughs> I'm tired of cramping. <laughs> she was so mad, dude. And I was just like, ew. So they're like, what is, like, because sometimes they'll, like, make little clothes out of, like, leaves and shit. But I'm like, girl, what the leaves gonna do? <laughs> Hell no. Mm-mm. But most of the time, they really just be butt-ass naked, just walking around. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, that shit's so funny, dude. So, yeah. You want to go to Montreal? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so, so. Oh, we finna, uh, we about to watch the uh, the R. Kelly documentary. Oh, yeah. So. We let y'all know how that go. Yeah, hopefully we have a hot take for you next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm hoping, like... Hopefully, man, somebody, the white people are like, oh, my God, when they watch it, <laughs> okay, because something got to be done. You know, Honestly. he was supposedly, like, threatening and doing all this shit to, like, try to get it to not air. Yeah, but somebody was like, if he tried to sue Lifetime, the all the things that would come out in court would be so bad for him. Like, why would he go that route? I also heard that a lot of celebrities declined to participate. The only person that would was John John Legend. Legend. And I saw Quest Love talking about, because I guess his, like, fans were criticizing him, like, why wouldn't you be a part of the documentary? And he was saying that they were trying to get him to be a part of the, like, the good times, quote-unquote, part of the documentary, where they talk about R. Kelly's, like, musical genius. And he was like, you're not about to see me on this show talking about this man's genius when I think he's 
disgusting. And mm-hmm. I support this documentary 100%. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm just interested to see. The internet is about to literally blow up. <laughs> if it hasn't already, because we're on Pacific time. So, the East Coast, I think, already saw this. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, what, three parts, I think? Mm-hmm. I'm just scared for all the people I'm going to have to unfollow. Because I know the misogyny and the sympathy is going to be overflowing and I don't have time. Maybe. I feel like I don't know, though. Because I was just talking to this kid that I'm kind of sort of dating before uh, I came in here. And he was like, because I was like, oh, my God. And I was talking about how I was going to watch the R. Kelly shit. And I don't know. He made it seem like, like, what's so bad about the motherfucker? And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, what? Have you not been listening? Have you not been? That's the thing. Nobody has been li- like, no. And I was just saying, I was like, you know what? It's funny because I'm not even surprised that you're unaware of like the extent of like the shit that he does because it's concerning majority black women. Yeah. So if these were all white women, like it would be a whole different story. You know, he was like, oh, he was like, when I was telling him, he was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But he kept honing in on like, oh, so you think it's just bad because of the age gap between the women? I was like, that's not what it is. It's not about the age gap per se. Okay, when he's dating the women who are underage, of course, yes. But I'm talking about like the manipulation, like the literally controlling yeah. shit that he's doing. Like that's just not a relationship. Like whatever relationship is that? Yeah, I was like, he's a predator. Like this is like not normal things to do. And I'm like. It's crazy. He was like, oh, yeah. Like, he was like, yeah, when you put it that way, yeah, if it was white women, they'll probably, they'll probably do him worse than OJ. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because think about it. The OJ shit wouldn't have been so sensational if it was a black woman. If he would have killed his black ass wife, nobody would have gave a fuck. We would have never heard about it. He probably would have just. No, he wouldn't even have got arrested. Like, <laughs> nobody would have gave a fuck. Who was it? Oh, her. Oh, it was OJ. Oh, we going to let him slice OJ. Right. Oh, but it, you killed our white woman. <laughs> You are going underneath the jail. Like, that's why I'm like, it's because no, it's because it's black women that, and it's every time I read anything about it, it's always brought up that this is the reason this has to be. Nobody can deny that that's one of the main reasons why this is not more pivotal in the media. It's because it's it's minority women. Because he sings about it, he talks about it, he does nasty ass shit on his tours. Like he says mm-hmm. ridiculous things. We nobody cares. I feel mm-hmm. like you're raising a good point, and I'm hoping that in the midst of the sea of misogyny and sympathy that I'm expecting, that it does open up a conversation about how black women are treated, but also about industry shit that happens mm-hmm. all the time that people don't talk about. Because I think that another layer to this is that R. Kelly is so hell in the industry that people were letting things slide because mm-hmm. they just loved his music. But that's what, like, it comes back to that conversation about separating the art from the artist. Because I feel like that's when you can't separate it. Like, not when you have an answer for your shit. You haven't even answered for your shit. You you deny it as if you didn't even do it. You know what I'm saying? Or parade it around. Yeah. Like, you, you, you joking about, um, well, actually, I can barely remember the story about him peeing on that girl. But that was true, right? That was definitely true. He keeps trying to deny it to this day. He denies everything. But that shit was definitely true. But yeah, just like little shit i was reading some shit that says like he'll be with like women that are, are of age and he will force them to like have sexual acts with women that are underage like how fucking sick are you like he is fucking sick dude See, that's like how... he's so sick i don't know if i'm gonna make it through this whole thing can you imagine being his age and he wants you to have sex with a 15 year old like what the fuck is you wrong with him? <laughs> nigga it's wild like it is so sick, like, and that's why I was like, I was telling him about it. He was like, yeah, that's just kind of wild. He like, has people wiping his tongue with a towel on tour. He said, do you have your passport? Do you have your shots? Come back to America with me. He's saying that. He has back, like, this nigga is terrible, like, on so many different levels. Terrible. Do you have your passport? Like, that is ridiculous. Wiping your t- gross. Like, I don't have time. And that's not even, that's not even the stuff that should get him out of here. That's no. <laughs> generally disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end this so we can go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, mantras? Hmm. Um, we shall overcome. <laughs> I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> with this Negro spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but for real. Um, I 
I feel like one for me and how I felt about my obstacle, I would feel like really like what this two show past was like. I felt like that's what I have to remind myself every time I have to think about like letting something go that I'm attached to is that like whatever pain or or heartbreak that I felt for doing it, like it it will really pass. Like it will go away. Mm-hmm. I think mine is going to be celebrate yourself. Like really mm-hmm. take time to reflect on the things that you are doing well and the things that you don't do anymore. That th- you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day mm. and, like, forget. Or the future. Or the future. Because, okay, look, worry about the future's anxiety, worry about the past is depression. Mm. But, um, but yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in, in the, the day-to-day stuff and forget how far you've come. Like, mm-hmm. and when you realize that, that shit feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As always... Y'all can follow us on social media. We're at Living for the Weekend Pod on the gram, on Facebook. That's our Gmail. And that's Living for the Weekend, the number four pod. Um, and we're L4W Pod on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Person- All right, now we're going to go back to our Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kara's trying to get out of here. <laughs> nah, me too, for real. So. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.